0: Okay. I think uh, when we're looking at the context of early Methodism, it's, it's sometimes difficult. I don't think we realize how radical um, some of the things that John Wesley did actually were. And it's radical because uh, of the context and primarily because of the political context. Um, you think about when you're, when you're young and, and you're in Sunday school and you don't understand why Jesus came into trouble. You think he's just being nice to everybody and he's doing what he's supposed to do, and yet they, they, they turn on him. And I think we don't understand things like that when we're young because we don't understand the context. And I think, unfortunately, we've done something similar with Methodism. Um, Wesley and his preachers and, and the people around him are kind of seen as these benevolent uh, preachers who um, weren't really challenging the context, but instead were simply trying to convert people. Now, they were, in fact, trying to bring the gospel to um, many in in England who had not heard it. That's true, Um, but they were doing it in the context of a country that had been shaken up by religious conflict for almost 200 years. Um, Think of the, the English Reformation. The English Reformation, I think, in order to understand Wesley, ironically, right, an 18th century figure, you actually have to go back to the English Reformation. Uh, which is the 16th century, and we, all, you know, we, we kind of know the general outlines of that. Henry VIII wanted a divorce, etc., etc. It's a bit more complicated, but we won't get into that. Um, but essentially, what happens in England is you have, uh, once Henry starts his reforms, which weren't very many actually, um, with each successive monarch, you have a different reigning religious perspective. Some of them went very Protestant. Some of them, like Mary Tudor, went very Catholic. Um, And she wasn't the only one. And so you had this back and forth and back and forth for over 150 years, and we often forget that. And when you have a people who have been going back and forth and back and forth in terms of their religion um, for that long, after a while, really what they want is peace. Um, In the century previous to Wesley's, in the 17th century, we actually see a civil war break out. Um, and it's not entirely about religion, but religion plays a key role. And so you have people on one side, the Puritans primarily, against um, uh, the monarchists on the other side. One was with Parliament and one was with the king. Uh, and so you had almost an Anglican-Puritan war at that point, And it led to the Commonwealth period, where the Puritans essentially, for about 20 years, ruled England. They um, stripped—they got rid of the king. In fact, they killed him. Um, And they stripped the church of its bishops, its priests, its vestments, its prayer book, all of these things. And only after 20 years did Parliament, in fact, ask Charles II to come back. Um, Some scholars say that the Puritans literally bored the English to death. Um, You know, you've got all kinds of— social things in there the Puritans in fact wanted to force on to the English people as a whole. But in 1660 they asked Charles II to come back and he reinstated the Church of England with all of its bishops, priests, deacons, prayer books, rituals, etc. Now it wasn't long though until you had a Catholic monarch on the throne. Um, And so then you have the Glorious Revolution of 1688 uh, which finally after that Parliament decrees there must be a Protestant on the Church of England. And so what, what we have here is Wesley comes into a context which is extremely difficult. And, and in certain ways he's almost like a bull in a china shop. The people in 18th century England had been through all of this turmoil, and so by the time you get here they want to have a steady church and a steady monarch. But here the Methodists are in fact doing some of the similar things that the Puritans did in the previous century. The Methodists didn't create field preaching, nor did they create small groups, <laughs> um, nor did they you know, create any uh, uh, quite a few of the structures that they used. All of them were politically charged. Yet what was driving Wesley? That's the good question. I think that's something that Methodists need to pay attention to. It was his desire to preach the new birth. And so what he did is he actually created a community, despite the political rep- political repercussions that was centered on the new birth, centered on a transformative relationship with God, and he didn't quite care, um, to an extent, didn't care what the repercussions might be politically and socially. He created a community that was actually shaped and formed by that very ideal, and I think that's something that Methodists could probably learn from today.